Hi. Hi. So uh, you guys have probably, at least half of you guys have never seen me up here because this is my first time speaking under the bright lights of refuge. So um, you're welcome. It's really cool. Uh, No. So uh, how's your summer going? Not so good? Not so good? Um, I think some schools back east, they're like back in school already, right? Is that, that, that's kind of bites. So you guys are getting close to, I was actually seeing back to school commercials on TV now, so you guys are getting close to being back in school, right? Which, who's happy about that? Really? Because I totally would not have raised my hand um, 13 years ago. Wow. I'm old guy. Old guy. So, like, when I was in high school, I did not want to be there ever at all. I didn't want to get up in the morning, and all I could wait for was, and the days seemed so long. So you guys have to not be loving that school's coming up. Um, I didn't apply myself, obviously. I got in, got out as fast as I could, and it's not like I went home and, like, had awesome video games to play. We had, just, we had like, the Nintendo I think maybe they had a Super Nintendo. No, no, that's Super Nintendo. Nintendo, like Mario Brothers. Not Super Mario Brothers, anything like that. So I didn't apply myself. Um, I wonder sometimes if I had applied myself, where I'd be right now. So again, you're welcome for not applying myself, because now here I am in front of you guys speaking tonight at Refuge. Um, So... Uh, this summer at Refuge, we've been going through parables, and I get the wonderful parable of uh, the unforgiving servant or a story about forgiveness, depends on which Bible you have. Um, so I'm going to read, I didn't, I didn't get the, uh, the message loaded into the slide, so I'm going to read along in, uh, out of the Message Bible. So unless you guys happen to have the message with you, you might... Uh, might not have the same, you won't have the same thing written in your, in your Bible. So just follow along if you like. Um, this is my handy dandy message Bible, which is far from handy. It's pretty dandy though. So here we go. A story about forgiveness. Matthew chapter 18, verses uh, 21 through 35. At the point Peter got, up to, uh, got his nerve up to ask, Master, how many times do I forgive a brother or sister who hurts me? Seven? Jesus replied, seven, hardly. Try 70, 70 times seven. The kingdom of God is like a king who decided to square accounts with his servants. As he got underway, one servant was brought before him who had run up a debt of $100,000. He couldn't pay up, so the king ordered the man, along with his wife, children, and goods, to be auctioned off at the slave market. The poor wretch threw himself at the king's feet and begged, give me a chance, I'll pay it all back. Touched by his plea, the king let him off, erasing his debt. The servant was no sooner out of the room when he came upon his fellow servant who owed him $10. He seized him by the throat and demanded, pay up now. This poor wretch threw himself down and begged, give me a chance, I'll pay it back. But he wouldn't do it. He had him arrested and put him, in, and put him in jail until his debt was paid. When the other servants saw this going on, they, are, they were outraged and brought a detailed report before the king. 
the king summoned the man and said, you evil servant, I forgave you your entire debt and you begged me for mercy. Shouldn't you be compelled to be merciful, merciful to your fellow servant who asked for mercy? The king was furious and put the screws to the man until he paid him back his entire debt. And that's exactly what my father in heaven is going to do with each one of you who doesn't forgive unconditionally anyone who asks for mercy. So um, we're obviously, we're talking about forgiveness tonight. Um, and what we got, we've got this guy, we've got the king, we've got two servants. You guys just heard me read it. The king sits in a highly position and we've got these two servant guys. The one servant guy goes before the king. He gets, uh, the, the cool thing about this story, I don't know if you caught on this and, and uh, anytime you've read it, but this man goes before the king. I like it over here because then I can see you guys. Over here you go away because it's so bright. Um, this man is before the king. And the king wants his money. No big deal. Somebody that owes you money, you plan on getting it back, right? So the dude's like, I don't have it. I don't have the money, um, but if you give me time, I will pay it back. Here's the catch on this story that I thought was so cool. The king saw him pleading. And instead of saying, okay, I'll give you some more time, he forgave his whole debt. The king, he didn't even ask for that. But the king was so merciful that he forgave his own debt. So like I said, tonight we're talking about forgiveness. It's a main topic of this this parable. And uh, it's not so much, like I don't want to talk about the fact that you should forgive. Because if I I got up here and decided to talk about, hey guys, here's the parable, now forgive. I'll be done. Thank you, good night, message done. You'd have like five minutes of me, which I don't want you guys to only have five minutes of me. I want you to get as much as you possibly can. So tonight I don't want to talk about um, not so much to forgive, but why to forgive. I know that's bad grammar, but stick with me. Why should we forgive? Um, I want to take a uh, kind of a, it's going to be really negative at the beginning, just hang with me, but I want to take a negative approach at at this, this parable and uh, hopefully kind of get through some stuff that will take us to the point of here, here's the foundation. Here's why we should forgive. Because every one of us, most of us, I didn't grow up in church, so um, I can speak for those that didn't grow up in church, but I was taught from a really young age I need to forgive. Most of us in here were taught we need to forgive. It makes us feel better about ourselves. It makes the relationship between whoever I'm forgiving better. And all, all around, there's just this era of, <sighs> but why? Why? So that's what I want to talk about. And uh, like I said, we're taking a negative approach to start, but we're going we're gonna to get to uh, the, the positive. And here's the deal. Um, when we have an unforgiving heart, our unforgiving heart lets out some dirty secrets about ourselves that we, don't, we may, even not, we may ne- not even know about ourselves. When, when we're not willing to forgive, people around us are seeing, we're, people around us are getting communicated to them some, some dirty little secrets that 
that you guys might not want communicated. Um, the dirty secrets are not as cool as the juicy deets, which should be back soon, but we're going to hit them. And uh, so just hang with me. The first dirty secret is this. When I have an unforgiving heart, when I'm unwilling to forgive, I'm saying to everybody around me, I don't love God. I don't value and I don't love God. Um, In a lot of cases, most of us wouldn't even think, I don't love, never would come across their mind, I don't love God. I've been in a situation where I haven't forgiven people. I know you guys have been in situations where it's been hard to forgive people or you haven't wanted to forgive people. But if I came up to you in the middle of this, one of these situations and I just asked you, hey, Kara, why don't you love God? She might be thrown back by that question. She might be a little offended. She looks like she's about to cry right now, actually. If I asked one of you dudes, I might get hit in the face. Because, I mean, that's, that's a pretty big deal. I don't love God. I don't value God. Who are you talking to? I do, I do. But when we have a heart of unforgiveness, what we're saying to those people around us is, I don't love, I don't value God. Let's go back to this parable. We got this guy. And I want every one of you guys to, to imagine for a second, um, you're that guy. You're that guy that was just forgiven the debt. I can only imagine walking. He got the letter in the mail or whatever they had back then. Hey, the king wants his money back, so anybody owes him money, um, your account number is called up, come see the king. I don't know if he had to stand in line. I don't know if he had an appointment, but dude had to have been sweating it out. The, or the, this, this message version says $100,000. Uh, but the, 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 what, what, what the Bible's trying to communicate there is it was more money than anyone can uh, pay back, especially somebody that's in a, in a servant position. So you can imagine being that guy. I mean, he had to have been sweating it out. He had to have been nervous. He had to have like knots in his, in his stomach. He gets before this king. King wants his money. He finds out he can't pay it. So him, his wife, his kids, his goods, they're all getting sold. And the king yields to this guy's plea. Now, here's where I want you guys to imagine you're that guy. You just got forgiven, what, a couple million dollars in debt. Can anybody pay back a couple million dollars right now? I got to put my hand down, dude, because I cannot. I am broke. Anyways, so this guy, he gets forgiven of the debt. I can't imagine him standing up, looking at the king and maybe being like, are you messing with me? Are you serious? You're just going to let me, like, not pay you back? How freeing would that be? How amazing would that be? I can't imagine him not leaving that place and being like, dude, I just got, I just got all my debt given, taken away from me. I don't owe him anything. It's been taken away. I can't imagine him not boasting in the fact that he is now financially free comes across this guy owes him three months worth of salary it's a lot of money but it's not more than anyone you know anybody can't pay back over a a 
time period. He sees him, and it's not like he walks up to this guy and says, hey, remember that money I gave you? Do you think I could maybe get it back? Or, pardon me, sir, um, remember that time I loaned you a little bit of money, and could I, could I get it back now? It's a horrible accent, I know. <laughs> but that's not how it went down. I wish I had somebody up here so I could, like, do a visual. No, I don't. He walks up to him, chokeholds this guy, and says, pay me my money back. And I'm sure he finished it with, in cash, because that's the way it was back then. But <laughs> pay me my money back. And just like he did, he, he's like, the guy got before him and said, no, I can't. I, I don't have it. Please give me more time. Instead, he throws him in jail. You guys just heard the story. I just told it to you. Hopefully you remember what happened. Point is this. Well, let me get to the point. Sorry. People around him, get, they, get this, they see what's happening. They probably just heard from the, from the horse's mouth. He was just freed all this debt and now this is happening. They go and tell the king. Point is this. Any, and and this, is, this is really for you, Christian whoever claims to be a Christian in this room. The point is this, people are watching you. People are listening to you. People, people, are, uh, people are watching what you do. And when you do something opposite of what you claim to be, they notice that. I remember when I was uh, in high school, it was just before I became a Christian. These, uh, I don't know how long they are popular, but they, those WWJD bracelets, does anybody ever have one? I, I'm so shameful, but I did have one. I got, I got saved and I put one on. No big deal. But before I got saved, all these people were wearing them in my high school. And here's the deal about some of those people who were wearing them. I tried to be a good kid. I just flew, flew below the radar, didn't want to get in trouble, didn't want to you know, cause any problems. But a lot of the people that were wearing these bracelets... And they were bad off. They were doing stuff that I wouldn't even consider doing. Mainly because my mom would kill me. Um, and two, I just like, I knew it was wrong. So as I looked at those people, I'm like, yeah, Christianity, that just has to be a set of rules. Obviously nobody wants to follow because they say, what would Jesus do? But they're, they're like, yeah, that's what Jesus would do, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to the party. Whatever. People are watching you. Um, in Luke chapter 23, um, we got this picture, and I'm going to, like, when I said I'm going to go negative, I'm going to go negative, like, for, like, t- 10 seconds really bad. In Luke chapter 23, we get this picture of, is that good, Emily? Is that good? Okay. We get this picture of, of Christ. He's on the cross. And uh, real quick, Here's one of the major uh, uh, injustices that the church has ever done to the picture of the cross. Who here has ever seen a picture of Jesus on the cross? But you got a little drop of blood there, a little drop of blood here, and he still has the beautiful blue eyes and the nice pretty face, you know, looking up to heaven. Prior to Christ being on the cross, he, he, was, he was beaten within like that much of his life. He was mocked, he was stripped naked, and then, obviously, he was nailed. I don't know if anybody's ever actually taken a moment to think about actually being 
nailed to anything, but he was nailed to a tree, to a cross. And in the midst of this, he looks down at these people that are just like, oh man, they're just doing these awful things. He says, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Now, I get that some of you guys, I don't know who you are, some of you guys have some like really gnarly stuff in your life that you're like, I just can never forgive that person for what they did. And if I opened up to you guys right now and got really transparent, I could probably match a lot of those things with things that have happened in my life. But the one thing I can say is I'm standing right here today. You guys are sitting out there right now tonight. You're not dead. You were never hung on a cross. You were never beaten within an inch of your life. You can forgive because Christ forgave us. You can forgive because Christ showed us how to forgive. Um, now I want to pull out of that because that was like really negative for a minute there. Like, well, whatever. Um, point is this. You guys, you guys have the notes. I want you to write it down. When we have an unforgiving heart, we communicate to the people around us, I don't love God. I don't take what he did on the cross seriously. I don't think that that's very important for my life to move forward. The second dirty secret is this. It says that we don't love, value, or care about people. Second Corinthians, uh, Corinthians verses, uh, ver- in chapter 5, verse 20, it reads this, and it'll be on the screen for you guys, so you don't have to turn there if you're following along. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors. As though we were as though we were, as though God were making appeal his appeal through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. Now for some of you guys you might be thinking, well, that verse is like all the way over here from what you're talking about. How does that apply to anything we're talking about? Here's the deal. Any one of you guys claims to be a Christian, anybody that's, that's, that's a saved Christian, we've been given a message of reconciliation. We've been given a gospel of forgiveness. The whole Bible. I mean, you could go in here and I could pull a hundred verses out that would represent forgiveness because this whole Bible is the story of God's love for us, God's redemption plan, God's forgiveness plan for us. Everywhere we go, whether it's to uh, school, whether it's sports, whether it's uh, the mall, movies, whatever, wherever we go as Christians, we need to be communicating this message of reconciliation. We need to be communicating in some form or fashion, whether it's our words or whether it's our actions, hey, I'm an ambassador of Christ and God loves you and he wants you to experience free, uh, forgiveness. And when I have an unforgiving heart, when I'm unwilling to forgive, instead what I'm saying to that person, I don't, for, I don't, I don't value you. As a matter of fact, instead of practicing um, forgiveness, I'm going to go ahead and exercise, exercise my right in justification. I want you to say you're sorry. Then maybe I'll forgive you. Or pay me back the money that you stole, and then maybe I'll forgive you. Forgiveness that comes with stipulations, by the way, that's not forgiveness. That's just like justification inside of a box that says forgiveness on it. 
It, it's not real. It's not real forgiveness. Forgiveness comes free. Forgiveness is something that, that we get to access free through Christ, and we should give free because of Christ. Matthew Henry was quoted with uh, this quote. I mean, it's one of my favorite quotes. I haven't read the book. I just got the quote from one of Vance's sermons, and I, I love the quote. Matthew uh, Henry says this, Our sins ought to appear greater than those of others. When we take a moment and actually do a self-analysis, we start to think about where our sins lie, um, the things that, that, that if God came to me and said, I'm calling all my debts, bring them up, and I had to go before God with that, those things right there should look bigger to, to me than what you have, than what you have than what anybody else in here has. And when I have that mindset, when I look at my sins in light of God's forgiveness, and I look at yours or somebody else's around me as smaller than mine, then the heart of forgiveness is already there. See, forgiveness is not like, it's not the goal. It's, it's a byproduct of, of who we are in Christ. It's, a, it's, it's just something that happens. If we're right with Christ, if we're good with God, if we're pursuing Christ, if we're dying to ourselves and allowing him to live through us, then forgiveness just comes naturally. It just comes naturally. Um, Scott, you guys can start loading the band if you want. Um, as I close, I want you guys to, I want you guys to take these two things away, away with you. Um, first of all, in light of Christ's forgiveness of my sin, my only response to others' sins, others' sins, should be forgiveness. And that's exactly what I was just talking about um, with, with the quote from Matthew Henry. We can't, we can't look at, we can't base forgiveness on whether or not that person's worthy of it. We can't base forgiveness on whether or not we're in the mood to be forgiving that day. We base forgiveness on one thing. And that's, that's our relationship with Christ. That's our, that's our willingness to, to die to ourselves and allow Christ to live through us. And, and, and that takes me to the second point that I want you guys to take with you. I want you to have, I want you to handle it. My ability to forgive is in direct proportion to my, my willingness to surrender to Christ. I read that wrong, but my ability to forgive is in direct proportion of my willingness to surrender to Christ. Now, what does that mean? Um, I cannot forgive without a relationship with Christ. Now, some of us in here, including myself, some of us are really like um, just natural forgivers. We don't hold grudges. We don't, we don't have the tendency to to get mad at people and if we do it doesn't stay very long for those of you that that are like that with like me i want you to think about this where's that coming from is it is it my righteousness that's causing me to forgive or is it christ's righteousness that's causing me to forgive because even though even though forgiveness is better than not forgiveness forgiveness that comes from yourself 
is a long shot away from forgiveness that comes from Christ. The Bible says that my righteousness and your righteousness is no more than filthy rags. Worse than that. So those of you that have a heart that just easily forgives, think about that. Because you might be parading around in this self-righteous attitude that you think you've got it all together. The the good news of this message, I know we started negative, and, but the good news of this message is this. As we, as we grow deeper in our relationship with Christ, as we seek His face and not the virtue of forgiveness, forgiveness just happens. It's just part of the package as we grow more mature with God.